0: Seahawks fans to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nets podcast I'm your host Nate DeSanto joined as always by the Myron to my Howard it's Kevin Garber Kevin how you doing uh I'm feeling conflicted (laughs) I made you sin I made you sin bad dude that's it's good that's as good as it gets and our very our very own Ted Malton that's right It's (laughs) it's Airy <laughs> oh, Eric. Eric, accident- <laughs> Eric, accidentally on the on our uh, on our recording program, put Aerie instead of Eric. So I had to. Sorry, man. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm I'm uh, prepared for Christmas, but also prepared to do anything I need to do to get my hands on cookies
2: or someone's wife.
0: Eric's Eric's gonna Eric's going to uh, I was gonna Eric's going to be week
2: because like, he's trying not to be such a sea, sea about everything. The oh. sea <laughs> is silent.
0: This morning, this morning, I went up to one of, we were the in our in our um. In our cafeteria, they're showing the World Cup games. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm Spain right now, but the S is silent. Because right now, <laughs> this, is, this, is my Jordan, this is my Jordan flu game, guys. My my doctor said, if you feel up to it, you're fine to go to work. You don't have a fever or anything. So I I, I felt up to it. But as soon as I came home today, I fell asleep. So uh, <laughs> so it's going great. Now, I wasn't the only person who had a flu game this week. Gino Smith also had the flu. He said – they asked him after the game. They said, Is this your Jordan's flu game? And Gino responded, no, this game wasn't big <laughs> enough.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh, I man, didn't hear Gino. that. That's pretty great. Oh, he's great. He's the best. But I'm gonna try to do I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best. So it's gonna be my flu game. I have great uh show notes and terrible brain. So it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Uh the big hats returned, guys. It, big hats are are spreading like wild. You act like it went away. You you can't. I mean, like I thought it might be a one week wonder. You know, I thought it might just be like Brian Robinson wearing a big hat, and then and then it kind of you know fades into obscurity, and only the the true hardcores remember. But big hats. Josh Allen wore one on Thursday night football. <laughs> we saw them in post games in college on college games this week. Was it someone um, wearing
2: one backwards? <laughs>
1: You can wear them backwards oh, yeah. or forwards. Yeah, I think it Brian might Robinson actually be the backwards. coolest way to to wear it. is is backwards. That's how the kids so, are wearing. No, what
2: hats. you do is you wear it forwards and then you turn it around when you mean business, like you're a Pokemon trainer.
1: So, okay, <laughs> Eric, what is the what is the best occasion to be wearing a big hat? Um, oh geez, when it's not Halloween, honestly, probably when you are in a in your crew and you have accomplished something or you want to be recognized for something. I think it's Ooh. a time of celebration and big moments because it's a big so hat. You close a huge
0: sale at work. There's a there's there's just everyone's gassing you up and you're like, it's time.
1: You I'm not I'm not going to lie. I've uh, I haven't told my coworkers, my team about this, but I thought about getting a big hat and then just making it like a uh, a monthly award. And then we make. Oh, <laughs> oh league I think it'd be hat. super fun and uh, oh, stupid. That yeah, would be
0: great. Yeah. Yeah, especially because you could probably get the company logo on the big hat. I'm, which would be funny.
1: Going to the office all next week. What do you think I'm doing with my time, guys? Yeah, got to do Football something. Football
2: League big hat. You just said you get to wear it for the whole draft the next year. Oh, man. Maybe, maybe
0: I still haven't bought the, the bell. Maybe I should just buy a big hat. Oh, man, that's a great idea. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, that's, that's the big hat minute. We're going to have one every week until they go away. Uh, Kevin, in petty news, I thought you'd love this. Baker Mayfield cut by the Carolina Panthers. Everyone going, oh, the 49ers, they're they're down to Brock Purdy. They're gonna get Baker Mayfield to replace him and you know stay competitive. And in a Kevin level petty move, just the pettiest, the Rams claimed him on waves. Oh, it's
2: hateful. <laughs> oh, uh, so good. So my favorite part about this is I uh, this is petty both to San Francisco and Atlanta because Arthur Smith earlier this year, when asked about throwing it, to Pitts in London said that this isn't fantasy football, but here are the Rams playing like it's waiver wire pickup for fantasy football. So just just the duality of that, like oh, the sheer level of disrespect for everything. <laughs> it's just like
0: it's crazy that it's it's an absolutely insane move. Like they have <laughs> they, I know they don't have their first round pick, but there's no reason for them to even put any effort into this quarterback season. of the They're, future.
2: Baker Best possible Man. record is
0: eight and nine. I don't think. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they're they're going to be building up towards re-signing Baker.
2: Forty nineers going to get uh, Josh Rosen now. It's just no. it doesn't
0: make it. It doesn't make any. You were the to Rosen me, one. Except except from uh, from that perspective. Now we'll, while we're talking about other teams, Denver and Carolina. <laughs> oh, Denver played Carolina. Or no, no, no they, they lost last Baltimore. week. Denver played Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore Lamar Jackson gets hurt. He uh sprains his MCL. Takes takes down my last fantasy hopes with him uh, cuz I'm in my I'm mean, I'm still alive in like one league now. And other than dynasty, I'm killing it in dynasty. My dynasty team rules. But but uh but every other league is just like I'm right on the playoff bubble, you know, like I could make it in the last week with a win. And then I have Lamar and he just he goes down and it's like, man, Denver's finally, Denver's gonna get an, a win finally. You know, that's a, that's what you think, right, Eric? You think Denver's finally, yeah, going to get their
1: yeah. It's kind of a, a two two sided, a double edged sword that is going to cut you and not the other the other person. Yeah, you're just sad. It's just sad, and you're like, Denver's, gonna, but no. Brandon Huntley leads
0: one touchdown drive to win ten to nine. I think I read somewhere that there have been a, 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 around like hundred and ten situations where a team has. Uh, oh, I got gotten this. Stat. Ter- got, okay, yeah, go for it. Give this me is, that one.
1: This is the. The, probably the one of the most em- embarrassing stats that you know you can find in football, but basically before Sunday, NFL teams were 0-206, 0-206 zero <laughs> since 95 when committing two turnovers, forcing no turnovers, and failing to exceed 10 points. But this week the Ravens made it one and 206 <laughs> by beating the Broncos. And I think it was six ever, right? It's, six times ever. It, eight, it was your six. Eight or times eight? ever.
2: Yeah. Since
0: 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back, back in the 20s, like they, they're only scoring 10 points every week. There's a lot more opportunities. There, a lot more teams played like the Russell Wilson
1: offense back in the night. And I feel like three of those eight times were probably in 92 against the
2: Seahawks. Because we were <laughs> yeah. so, so bad. bad. Yeah, the defense so, was really good. They could definitely turn the ball over. That's val that's a valid that's comment.
1: A lot of a lot of 10, 10, nothing, 10, three games.
0: There's a Broncos content creator. His name's Brandon Perna. Uh, and he he before the season made a like a 15 minute video about how the Russell Wilson trade was was thievery like they stole Russell Wilson from the Seahawks. And then he makes a video every week, and he's a Broncos guy, so he's just slowly descended into madness. <laughs> I, I would say his style was already borderline madness, but he tweeted out: um, "The Seahawks destroyed the Broncos in Super Bowl Forty Eight. The Broncos traded with the the Seahawks traded with the Broncos, so Denver could draft Paxton Lynch. The Seahawks traded Russell Wilson to Denver so he could command the worst offense in the NFL. The Seahawks were the enemy. He left out another one: the Seahawks traded a second round pick to." the Broncos for our first round pick that we used to pick Earl Thomas to. Uh man, they we have just we we are we should trade with the Broncos a
1: lot. Hey, man, this is uh, this is all about them getting Elway and us not getting Elway. That wasn't their fault, but um, it's just uh, something that I want to get back at. It's also forever.
2: about '90s Seahawks teams having to play against the Elway Broncos. <laughs> like, there's there's so much childhood pain there that I cannot have cleansed enough times. The yeah. Broncos are still one of the teams I hate the most, even though we haven't been in a division with them in a long time, even though. Like, I don't have any problem with any other Denver sports franchise. I genuinely always root against the Broncos.
0: Um, all right, it's time. We need to talk about this. I don't know what's going on. Geno Smith is not getting the MVP buzz he deserves. I'm going to go through some Geno Smith stats. And we all know why. Uh, for you. uh, Yeah, we know, we know why. It's because
1: they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though.
0: All uh, right. Here, he's tied the NFL record for the longest streak of games with 60-plus completion percentage and an 80-plus rating, 12 straight games, only other quarterbacks to do with it. If Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers, if he does it next week, he will uh, take sole possession of that record. He has 10 games this season with multiple passing touchdowns. That is first in the NFL compared to Russell Wilson, who has one. Uh, games with 100-plus passer rating, nine. Games with 70-plus completion percentage, eight. Those are also first, Anthony uh, Brown changed his profile picture to Geno Smith. <laughs> um Geno Smith has nine games of over hundred plus passer rating this season. That's the most in the NFL. Um passing touchdowns, interceptions since week four, 13 touchdowns, only four interceptions. He's um all right, I'm gonna jump a bunch more. Fifth in touchdowns, second in interceptions, fourth in yards per attempt, fifth in QBR, fourth in total EPA. Uh he's second in passer rating, first in completion percentage. He's the only quarterback in the league who's top five in basically every throwing metric. Why is there no Geno Smith
1: MVP buzz, Eric? Uh, it's a hard question to answer. I I would like to say, well, it's because it's Patrick Mahomes and nobody else. It's because the Seahawks are a a a cusp, a team on the cusp of the playoffs, and they don't believe Mahomes, we're gonna make. it. Doesn't Mahomes it. feel like he's coming back to the pack though? Like I I don't know. Oh yeah, he's not he's not superhuman anymore. I think that right now people are having a hard time getting away from the regulars if you look at it Russell Wilson who doesn't has actually I think only got one first place MVP vote ever correct me on that it might be zero mm-hmm. um but Aaron Rodgers is having just a disastrous Aaron Rodgers year um people thought that Tom Brady Tom Brady yeah. if, people if, thought he was gonna be good people thought Tom Brady was going to be good they they're every week as Tom Brady wins they're like oh Brady's still got it but does he really for like for like two drives a game he still got it so I think in the (laughs) AFC obviously which we're not in they're going Patrick Mahomes maybe Lamar Jackson Allen yeah and I think with uh, Josh Allen of course I always leave him out but in the NFC I think people just want to give it to Jalen Hurts and Mm -hmm. maybe maybe Dak Prescott and that's it it's like there's no room in their hearts for Gino yeah
0: Justin Jefferson also has a little buzz as well but it's like they're not getting no to a, a receiver. I mean, the th- he's the only thing that's ma- that's good about the Vikings. I don't know. They're they're not they're the least scary 10-win team of all time. The yeah, Geno is plus 6600 on points bet, plus 6,000 6, on FanDuel. Like you could still get really good odds on Geno to win the MVP. I actually have a different take on this, a very different take. I think it's because he's got the comeback player of the year award pretty much locked up. Oh, like, there's no there's no there's no one even challenging him for that like yeah there's guys that you could give it to but gino's gonna win that award he basically owns that award and because of that it becomes harder if the seahawks win out though i think the buzz starts to keeps growing you know like if we just keep winning if we beat kansas city head-to-head in arrowhead like which is not impossible i don't think it's likely but it's not impossible. not after and Gino has a good weekend. game
2: which yeah. I, if we're going to win that game Gino has to have a good game
0: so yeah well, yeah that our, our our entire existence is predicated on Gino we, this is the weirdest sentence if you told <laughs> me before the season i'd be like hey the only reason the seahawks are good is because Gino smith i'd be like dang man what happened we're like 4 and 10 and he's like the only guy who's good no he's just good he's just the he's just the one of the best quarterbacks in the league um yeah Gino's awesome i i don't i don't get i think the reason that that, that there's no buzz there though is cuz he's he, they, they've already kind of penciled him in for an award, which is... You're saying
1: it's not the video games where you can win every single award if you're good enough?
0: With one player, yeah. One he player. wins the offensive player of the year and the... Yeah, no. No, it's not like... Yeah, Kevin, do, the, you think, I, do you think have
2: anything to add to that? Yeah, I think the other piece of it is that uh, MVP to an extent is an award that's campaigned the year prior. A lot of times you have to put yourself on the Start. radar um, one year back. And then that next year you kind of get to mount the campaign.
0: Start building the narrative. It's a narrative-based award. All yep, a lot of NFL awards are narrative-based at this point, point. and like we see it with Sauce Gardner versus Tariq Woolen, right? Tariq Woolen is putting up a better statistical season. Um, they're they're very similar in terms of like when targeted stats and stuff like that. Woolen is better, but but they're very similar. But Sauce Gardner has a cooler nickname and was a first-round pick, so it's like kind of hard to beat that narrative down for Woolen, right? Like he he had a narrative disadvantage from the start. Yep. And so so yeah, it's um it is it is what it is. Um top 3 pick. Uh I, at this point we've all even Eric's probably seen the two guys. So if we if we really end up in the top 3, um would you want us to just take our favorite of Carter and Anderson or would you rather us trade down one, with one of the QB desperate teams and try to get like a Trubisky deal out of someone? What do you what do you think, Eric?
1: Um I think I think we need to get a quarterback if it's the right move. Now, uh, I referred to two groups here. One, you and Kevin, because you guys seem to know when a quarterback is going to be no bueno at the NFL level. I respect your
0: view. Um, I only only missed on Josh Allen, and I've pretty – it's caused me to be much more welcoming to just every quarterback in general. Now I only look at strengths, but I – I think the thing is, is that you build the NFL offense around the strengths. We're seeing it right now. With Justin Fields. Yes. Justin Fields is, has weaknesses. And if you just try to drop him into the Tom Brady offense, it's not going to work. He's going to be bad. But if you can build around his strengths and we're seeing it in Chicago, like they're building more around his strengths. They're letting him run half field reads, run pass options. Now he looks really good the last few, last uh, what is it, six, seven weeks. And you can see like, okay, now if they can get some pieces around this guy, the Bears might be pretty good. That that's a uh, that's in opposition to like other teams who just try to drop their quarterback into their system, right? Yeah, you 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 build the offense around the quarterback. So I try to look for what does this quarterback do really well. Right? Same with like, Jalen Jay-
1: Hurts, like you can see where Jalen Hurts is going. Uh, but mm-hmm. then you have quarterbacks like Josh Allen, who it takes a little bit for them to get going. Um, yep. And the other group that I pay attention to is uh, what do Pete Carroll and John Schneider think? As much what- as we're enjoying uh russell wilson's season and it's a bad season that's uh a group that you know pete didn't me, really agree with russ john john loved him sorry i just had to finish that
0: uh, let me phrase this a different way um there's like two premier defensive talents in this draft eric would you pass up on the chance of getting one of them to just reap massive draft benefits from someone who really wants to go up in and get like a qb uh
1: it depends on what kind of level we talk we talk an Aaron- Aaron Donald level defensive. Player? Yeah,
0: we're ta- we're talking. OK, so we have an Cortez interior defender here. level. We're talking. Yeah, we have a, a next level interior defender, Georgia defense in, Georgia defense interior player, Jalen Jalen Carter. Right, Kevin? Yes. I that get the name right. OK. And Jalen Carter, he did an, a great sack last week where he picked up the co- quarterback for LSU and, and held him up while holding up a, one finger. Um, held him like a little baby. It was really funny. And then we've got so we've got him and then we've got uh Will Anderson Jr. This is just a, one of the best edge prospects I've ever had the joy of scouting. He's very very good. People people nitpick him have nitpicked him to death because he's been the best defensive player in college football for like over 2 years now. And that's that's what happens, right? You get but don't people people will find every bad play he's ever made and and just point to that as opposed to where play after play after play where this guy's just doing his job and crushing it. So yeah, um, those two guys are are both, yeah, like they're like TJ Watt, uh, Aaron Donald level. I'm okay guys. with that
1: pick, especially with Gino having the so year you- he's having, and we're probably going to have probably two, at least two plus years of of good Gino. I, is that fair to say? I think. Oh yeah, is- I mean,
0: I mean, if we re-sign Gino for thirty million a year, like I'm, I'm into it at this point. And then yeah, I, I, then the question becomes like, do you want to? Do you? Yeah. So like Kevin, all, all thirty? Do you? Do you want to get one of those defensive guys or would you would you rather uh, take the time, take the take the extra draft capital, try to try to fleece someone the way that, you know, San Francisco did when they when they got uh, um, they traded the bears for Mitchell Trubisky.
2: So there are two types of trades that I would strongly entertain. One of them is the (laughs) 49ers trade. So trading back from pick two to pick three and they picked up two third rounders and a fourth rounder for doing it. I would have a hard time saying no to that, especially because we do need a lot of pieces. And if we're basically, basically the team doing that would be trading for a quarterback. So we would still end up with the guy that we want, but Mm -hmm. let's say it makes it. So we trade back two quarterbacks get picked. One of the defensive guys get picked, and then we get whoever's left between Anderson and Carter. I'm okay with that too, but I would want to walk away with both of them. Unless it was a deal like, the deal that Miami got from the 49ers for Trey Lance. If they want to give us three first rounders to move up to our number three pick that I would when, do.
0: And we are and we're moving and we're still staying in the top 10. So we You're like 12. We did, right? Yeah. We moved, down, we moved down to like nine. Yeah, 90. I would,
2: I, w- uh, I would do that. But, okay. but those are the two types of trades I do it for, because I think you and I are on the same page right now. Um, I'm pretty sure I heard you say it earlier uh, when we were going over draft picks, Carter and Anderson are the two like S tier prospects on, uh, on the front seven in this draft.
0: I think that this, that there's not a lot of guys that I would just like stake my life on in this draft. And it might just be those two guys. Like that might be the end of the list. Other guys will go before them because quarterbacks are important, but like that's, those are the guys They're They're both incredible.
2: Like if Anderson ends up being TJ watt, it's 0% surprising.
0: Oh yeah. He's, he could be the best edge in the league. He, he seem he has like Von Miller popping from week one potential. Uh, and Carter should be bare minimum. He's going to like destroy people in the run game. That's like a, that's like at a minimum.
2: Yeah. Um, and there's a good chance very, he ends up being uh Jones from Kansas city. Yep. And he, it has an impact on
0: the passing game as well. Um, all right. I've, have, I've have really off the wall question. You guys ready? Born or this ready. is like a crazy one. I wrote down. Okay. Um, the top two free agents in next year's free agency class are quarterbacks. Um, they're Geno Smith and Lamar Jackson money being neutral. Which one would you rather have? <laughs>
2: hmm. What a Lamar Jackson.
0: I'll take, I'll take your answer off the air. <laughs> Long time listener. First time caller.
1: Hey man, I'm not, I'm not trying to write Gino off. Not at this point in his career. Free agent
2: quarterback trivia. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, I would go with Lamar Jackson just because uh, you sign him to like, you're saying money being neutral. Then we're talking about somebody who's in his twenties. Um, that you could build around for the next decade, uh, or half decade at least. Whereas Gino, we're looking at probably a three-year window, maybe five at the most, just by the way that you know, unfortunately, aging works.
0: Yeah, I I think Jackson's passer passing ability is is underrated. I mean, he doesn't have a lot to work with in the Ravens' offense. <laughs> You know, it's just kind of Mark Andrews and dudes. Well, and you're gonna tell me he after after couldn't after do after the year. Russell
2: Wilson thing, where it's just huck it deep off play action and use your legs to pick up first downs. Like he has a 90, for it. He
0: has a ninety-two point five passer rating on passes on throws ten plus yards downfield. Like the he is a, he is a good. I think he's slightly. I would pick Lamar also, but I think the fact that you can like make an you could probably build an argument for Geno. Yes. Um, and if you and also didn't say it was money neutral. I mean. Okay. Lamar Jackson for four one sixty. one sixty all guaranteed. You have to guarantee every dollar. <laughs> yes. Gino Gino for three thirty, uh sixty million guaranteed. Now now what do you do? All right, so you're paying Lamar ten million more a year and you have to guarantee the whole deal for a whole extra year. Or you can have Gino for for two th- you only have to guarantee the first two
2: years. That's brutal. That's a that's see, that's that's a really interesting question. I think you could super easily make arguments for both. I think I I think I still take Jackson there, but that's that's hard.
0: I think Jackson's getting over 40 anyway.
2: But yeah. I I don't know.
0: It's hard to say. Like there but I think you also give a
2: pretty friendly deal for uh, Gino there, too. So I think you're being fair. Falcons. Uncle. Falcons. <laughs> I, Fal- I could
0: totally see the Falcons stepping in and being like Lamar Jackson. Here is forty eight million dollars a year. Fully guaranteed after what the Browns did to them like this last offseason and just like stepping up to the plate. There are a couple teams that just might try to pry Lamar Jackson out of Baltimore's cold, dead hands. I don't I don't know. Baltimore is weird because they just really will not give him that fully guaranteed deal that he wants. No, it's just I I just don't get it
2: with him and I don't see Uh, they're playing chicken with him because Cleveland made a really stupid contract. And I understand not wanting to follow Cleveland's stupid contract. Yeah,
0: well, okay. let's get into it. Let's go. Let's let's talk about another. We talked about our MVP candidate, Geno Smith. Let's and I really hope. Oh, yeah, he'll get votes this year because they they're doing ranked ranked voting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He will get an MVP vote before Russell Wilson.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You don't okay. think Russ is if getting you... a vote this year?
0: <laughs> Yikes! Oh,
2: let's run. Sorry,
0: no, it's my flu game, so I was a little slow on that one. Okay, uh, let's talk. Let's talk to Let's talk our other uh, awards candidate. woolen was incredible in this game uh, with that that interception. Um, wow! And the two pass he had two he had one of those pass breakups where he okey doked the the wide It looked like he was open, and then he was. <laughs> He was not open. It was like a vintage. It was like a vintage Sherman play where, like, he just you think like, oh, this guy, that guy's open, and then oh no, he's he's not open. I don't know. I love that. Are stuff. You talking about the
2: this, uh, the one where he came back on the ball, or the one where it was like a go route and he just suddenly appeared five yards closer? Yes,
0: correct that one. The go route one. That is <laughs> he's incredible. I. I what a I mean, we knew from an athletic standpoint, like you look at to mockdraftables.com. It's a cool website where you can look at the 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 um the testing scores and his the, the more it looks like a circle, the better the person is. Because because if you're out on the outside of the circle, uh, that means you have a, a hundredth percentile on that physical trait. So his is just basically a circle like Tariq Wollin's is incredible. Is running a go and,
2: route against Tariq Wollin kind of like trying to run away from a T-1000? Because
0: <laughs> it sure feels like
2: it. The melt, it's the melt. No, it's the he's the
0: melty because uh, he's so because he's so fluid, you know. Yeah, it's, it's the T one thousand, t- not the T eight hundred. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I I sorry, my Terminator numbers. Are, I'm not Kevin yeah,
2: <laughs> it's his flu game. Just, he's off on his Terminator. Also, Terminator I-, I looked numbers. it up before I said it because I didn't want to end up getting
1: <laughs> getting it wrong.
2: <Did> <laughs> it's got to good doing some podcast research on the fly here, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, Eric, it's time to gloat, man. Your boy had
1: another great game. Cody Barton. How dare you? <laughs> he did, though. He had another good game. He, he had some good plays. I'm I I wish we had the the real Bobby Wagner instead of the ghost of Bobby Wagner. Uh, let's, let's talk about let's let's do a little Bobby Wagner
0: versus Cody Barton. Bobby Wagner played his most impassioned game of the year. This game. I
1: Can he, we talk about that uh, interception <coughs> that he had, quote unquote. No. No, because he didn't have one, so there's no interception to talk Thank about. Thank you, Kevin. That's it. Okay, go ahead, Nick.
0: <laughs> it was weird, but but he played a really good game. Yes. Uh, Bobby Wagner. Uh, yeah, he played hard.
1: Yeah, I mean, one, he's Bobby Wagner, so I trust that he's gonna have a good game. Also, um But I mean, have you watched him the rest of the uh, no, actually he's actually been pretty solid. He's all year. been solid. He just hasn't been classic Bobby, but I mean <laughs> He can't he can't carry a defense. You wanna anymore. see Yeah, he's but just, Cody Barton can't carry a lot of defense.
0: <clears arms. throat> oh my gosh, he's so much better than Cody Barton. I really <laughs> wish he could have found I really wish we could have found a way, way to make it work, man. Yes, it, was, it it's it was tough to watch. And it, it's it's from a from a like heart perspective. It's it's perfect, right? Um, Bobby has a good game. You know, he's going to get cheered when he comes back in a couple weeks. Um, it's going to be very
1: emotional won. for everyone. But we
0: but we won. So it's so it's a, so it's all good. All right, um, Kevin, your boy. I'm, now I'm going to bounce to your boy, Kevin, Cody Barton had a good game. But uh Jadon had a good game too. Talk about Cheney uh, two, Gold Jackets. Yeah. Two sacks, five <laughs> five pressures. Um Do you credit this more to Do you credit this more to Nuoso or or the fact that we played uh, an absolute trash can of an off,
2: <laughs> of an offense? I credit 100% to Jadon because okay. he deserves all the credit in the universe. But um okay. So just like Tariq Wolan punishes trash throws, And if you make a trash throw anywhere in his vicinity, he will absolutely intercept it. Lieutenant Owosu punishes trash offensive line play. And if you make a mistake, he is good enough to beat you very quickly. Um, And we also saw a flash of that from both Daryl Taylor and uh, a nice play being made by um, Brooks on his blitz. There were, there were a couple of times where I just said, you know what? We have better athletes on our front seven than you're trying to block with, and we're just going to out-athlete you and get a sack. Now, speaking of
0: out-athleting you, though, I, I got to know, how did you guys feel after the first drive? It's like the John Wolford offense with – um, who was the, – what's their running back's name? I, I can't even remember now. Uh,
2: it's not a running Brandon, back. It's a wide
0: receiver, isn't it? Mm, Brandon Powell. Yeah, and they, <sighs> they, come, they come straight down the field and just like – Punch us in the mouth. Eric, after that first drive, what did what were you thinking? What was your what was your mental state
1: like? I mean it was uh it was a fine mental state, Shit. but I was not I was not looking forward to the defensive game the Seahawks are going to have because I, of, I was not good mentally, Eric. You're stronger uh, than me. So here I uh, we have Gino and that is so fun to say, but at the same time it's it's like you're literally telling me that the Gino's gonna have a bad game. No way. It's going to be a shootout game. So, yeah, I was mad about that. But really, I was like, okay, so we're going to have bad defense. That sucks. But it is what it is.
2: Dude, they had 20 rushes for 69 yards from running backs. Like, that is that's not that bad. They had 103 yards from quarterbacks and wide receivers. Like, that's gross.
0: (laughs) I are. the thing is, is that they used um, like um, creative ways to kind of like get guys out on the edge, and Bruce Irvin struggled to set the edge yep. in this game. Um, and it, it and it it's okay, it happens. Like and T's Tabor had to play twenty four snaps. A lot of guys good our age. Tease T's Tabor is um, not good. Not a guy I would like to rely on to play safety, but. We want to run three safety looks out there and like we're running out of guys. So 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 someone someone has to come out there and do it. Jonathan
2: Abram is uh, uh, about to earn himself some time by just watching these. Trey
0: Trey Brown came out there and played like 15 snaps and they targeted him like 30 percent of the time he's on the field. He did not look. I understand now why he was not playing.
2: Yeah, Mike Jackson got work, too.
0: He looked, he looked slow, and they they tried to they tried to bring him in for Jackson to see if they could get something because Michael Jackson did also. Yeah, right. You said he did not look very <clears throat> awesome, but you know John Wolfer was stupid enough to try Tariq Woolen a couple times, and I mean I don't know he forgot he's not a real NFL quarterback. I think so. That's that's a. I mean he is a real NFL quarterback, just not like a guy who not should be challenging one. Tariq Woolen, just a kind of guy who should be challenging Tariq Woolen. I mean I I I don't think the defense played bad. I just don't think they played good.
2: No, they played bad.
0: It's it's hard. You should be able to light this offense up and create a
2: bunch of turnovers and stuff like that. And they just did not do that much. I mean, they, they had did. they had two interceptions. They had a force fumble that bounced directly into an offensive tackle. Um, they had uh, I like
0: how you're giving them credit for the Barton interception on the last play of the game, which <laughs> I think which I think looked like um John Wolford that was like the farthest he could throw a football. <laughs> like, like I was like, how, I thought like, how dare you? I I thought like that. Cause you can see the open guy he's trying to throw it to. And it's not close. It's like, Oh, that, that's how far John Wolford can throw a football. He could throw it about 30 yards right into Cody Barton's hands because he, he can see the guy who's open, but he just can't get the football. I like in. how you
2: implied. It looks like when I try and uncork one, when we play flag football, it's like, nah, I, I mean, that, that is that. what it's like, a though. it's like. That's it. It's like when,
0: it's like when you, uh, it's like when you really try to uncork one in flag football and you throw it like 35 or 40 yards and you're like, Oh, that's that's not bad.
1: And then you think about it, and you are like, wait, Josh Allen can throw eighty yards from his knees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, oh, that play dang. was the freak Woodland interception, actually, because he did put all of it into it, and was like, oh, there is no way that guy has any chance to catch up. Yeah, he just didn't. have – He has a
0: pop, kind of a pop gun arm. Like, I, yeah, I was like, I was like, wow, Wo, Wolford cannot throw. If he played for the Jets, he'd probably be good because, yeah, pop gun arm quarterbacks in the Jets is like a, it's like a thing. Yeah, match me never. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, um, I don't know, I. This defense needs a lot of pieces. If we go into next year's draft and we go like defense, 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 defense with those first four picks, I'm not going to be surprised or disappointed.
2: I will go um, as far um, as to say the only thing that I would love to see in the first four picks other than defense is interior offensive line. But if it just ends up being like the first four or five picks are all defense, A plus. I'm good.
0: Yeah, it's it, this This team just needs one. We need like a guy who the defense has to, the other team needs to account for it. Right now, Wolin is turning into that guy, but the fact of the matter is, is if half the field is off limits and our defense still can't like really dominate a game, then that's, we need another guy. Then. It's not, it's not enough. Or we just need more solid depth all around. It's just, it just feels like um we need, out we need a time machine to pick up Alwoods, age 27. So something like that. I think uh, we need DeLore- a little
1: more than that, Nathan.
0: Get the DeLorean, Eric. Let's go get, let's go get Alwoods 10 years ago. That, that will help. Boye Mafe, can I just say, I, I went and watched him on all 10 of the plays to see, like, is this guy popping at all? He is not. Nope. I, I don't – Boye needs to grow. He just is – he's just, like, out there. He's, like – it's, like, yeah, this guy is providing solid depth. That's all. That's the best thing I can say. About it. He's not doing anything wrong. But, like, I, I would love to see him to flash on a couple of plays because that's what you want to – See from young guys. Yeah, He flashed the flash. uh, first
1: three games. He had some flashes, but he's been largely silent. And when Kevin, when you said he needs to grow, I, I take that as a size thing as well as a no. No, when to go in against the the right gap in coverage.
0: He's going to finish the season with like what, three or four sacks, and he's going to have like a really bad pressure rate. And he's good against the run. That's that's that is one thing I will compliment him on is he he sets the edge about as good as any of our outside linebackers do. So,
2: yeah, he just needs to learn perhaps. how to be more consistent on his. um So the thing is, he doesn't have good counter moves as a pass rusher and he doesn't have a consistently great first step, but he is quick. And he does have pass rushing moves. So like if he spends all summer, like working with a a, a certain gentleman who likes to build houses in foreign nations, um, working on just like having a pass rush plan, having counters, I could easily see him turning into, you know, like into a, into a pretty solid, like five to eight sack guy who sets the edge pretty well, like a really, really useful rotational um, three, four outside linebacker. All
0: right. Now it's time for the saddest ever edition
1: of, what the dog doing? Um, I don't. I don't know if you should play the play the, the, the soundtrack <laughs> this. What's, oh, wait, what about this
2: one? That's okay. <laughs> he's got. He's, uh, he, it's poor dog's just like limping on three paws. What's the uh, okay. theme to Old Yeller? <laughs> well, the, here's the here's
0: the here's the thing, uh, Kenneth Walker. Okay, is one why why are we, why we have this every year with the running back position? I believe i ins- an insane amount. A
1: couple weeks ago, you were like, "Who should we draft in the first round?" in the late in the late stages B- of round one, and I was like, Maybe "I don't know. Just- I I think a running back wouldn't be a bad idea." Yeah, this. Yeah, is but
0: Bijan Rob, Bijan Robinson. I mean, if he's there at the end of round one, I could see Pete being like, F it, <laughs> just let's do this." Um, but yeah, I mean, we got we got to see DJ Dallas for ten carries, Tony Jones Jr. for seven carries because Kenneth Walker jammed his ankle. Jam. Have you have you ever heard of anything other than a finger being jammed?
2: So I mean, apparently it is like a grade something or other, uh, sprain of one of the strain of one of the ligaments. Right, but ankle. it comes
0: from pushing the ank the foot in as opposed to twisting it to the side. That's what that is what I read. So
1: because it's, on
2: three is... runs he stomped a mud hole in the Rams and. I know twenty eight yards after contact on three you runs. nine Yards after contact. You could two. see what
1: happened though. He planted it and he started. He started walking a little hitch in his giddy up right after that. Yeah, it's
0: just it's tough, man. He's 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 very good at football. Um, Thirty yard rush. He busted it out right off the bat. It looked like it was going to be another great Kenneth Walker game. Instead, we got a little bit of Tony Jones Jr. and DJ Dallas. Tony Jones Jr. played in the blind. Uh, he lost a contact and and I I've he been lost in this the situation contact before. lens and
2: his soul. When he you got uh, headhunted by their <laughs> safety.
0: Yeah. And then and then you have to decide, do you want to do you want to have like blurry vision one eye and like wink a bunch or do you want to just have blurry vision? He went with the just have blurry vision. He does not have a backup pair of contacts. Um, he said he's legally blind, which means he's negative 10. I'm negative seven and a half. I have really bad eyesight. And I will say if he's really negative 10, that is absolutely brutal. Like, at, dude, I, his me, comment like, was, I, cannot, I
2: could basically see blurs of the jersey colors. So I was OK.
0: That's what I would th- if I was not wearing glasses or contacts. That's what I'm like. Yeah, I could basically see like color. So if we're playing it.
2: another team in blue jerseys, he's just like, nah, I can't do it. Sorry. Yeah, this isn't this isn't good. We got the Panthers.
1: We got the Rams again. This is. I'm pretty sure so you have Tony, more contacts. Tony, Tony, Tony,
0: Tony Jones Jr. Um, he, Tony, he is now probably our starting running back. Um, we signed Wayne Gallman, which just, uh, to, Loki, the he liked,
1: squad, just to the Wayne practice squad. Just Wayne
0: Gallman is not. He's going to be on the active roster this week, though. Absolutely. Wayne Gallman is not just a guy; he is a solid NFL player. I actually really like this signing. I'm not. Um, I'm not against it. Uh, people are going to make fun of me because I'm like, "Yeah, Wayne Gallman is a good football player, but he really is."
2: Dude, he is He's, a perfectly reasonable. Yes. <clears throat>
0: I'd rather have Wayne Gallman than Tony Jones Jr. Yeah, I agree. So, um, they also worked out Philip Lindsey, so I mean that shows that they were like kind of seeing what was out there. Wayne Gallman is better than Philip Lindsay to me. Philip Lindsay is like really one dimensional. He cannot catch or block. He just runs and he runs pretty good, but I'd rather have someone who's a versatile back like Wayne Gallman because it's just, you're going to get more done. So, okay. Um. In also in running back news, Ian Furness w- was walking down the tunnel and he saw Rashad Penny. Yes. And this Pe- is huge. Pe- and Penny said, I I'm uh work. I'm rehabbing. I'm working my way back. I might be back, and the last week of the season or the playoffs.
1: So, that's pretty cool. That's, mean, I'm, uh, I'm into it. That's, Dude,
2: those are brave words
1: from Rashad Penny, and pretty exciting.
2: Also, man, if we had that one-two running back punch back for the playoffs, that's gross. And it makes us very dangerous. I feel
0: like. All right, let's talk. Let's talk receivers. Your boys out here just crushing it. Eight for eight. DK Metcalf, um, the touchdown catch to end the game, where Jalen Ramsey is just. Draped all over him. Uh Jalen Ramsey. Man, how the uh how the mighty hath fallen, I guess. I don't know. He just you you know he gets bad when his heart's not in it, but that that just got got beat. You know, he just got just got beat in that one. So Hey got good. beat
1: by a great receiver though, in a great play. Bang bang play. I I thought that was like so why you love What that a hard ball. what a hard catch to make, you know, with a guy just draped on your back great, like that. Great pass, great catch honestly great defense by by Jalen Ramsey Eric Ray I know Jones you does.
2: get really sentimental about these sorts of things so I wanted yeah. to ask your opinion how did you feel about uh, DK celebrating the game winning touchdown by giving, giving his son a piggyback ride in the end zone <laughs> Just a great father son uh, moment right? are you sure that
0: Are you sure that wasn't just a new backpack <laughs> um, tight ends look great again uh, seven receptions on eight targets. Uh, Fant got the touchdown early in the game. I love that throw from Gino. Just uh, that throw is like, what a confident throw to be making uh, early in the football game. Can right I nerd there. out just, on the play call too? You got it. Uh, you got to have, you, you got to have so much. Yeah. One sec, but you guys yeah. have so much self-confidence to make that throw where you're, you're um just, you're just lobbing it up like that. I'm um, real quick. Fant had 14 snaps in the slot. Colby had four. Disley had three. Uh, so we're, we're once again on, um, you know, thirty-five passing plays or whatever. We had tight ends in the slot for twenty-one of them. I, I like it. I think it's a it's a good wrinkle of to the offense that has really paid big dividends. All right, what'd you love about the Noah Fant play call other than the beautiful rainbow throw by uh by Gino?
2: I love the situation that they put the defensive back in. So, um, Lockett had uh, a handy little move to the shallow end zone, and he'd been carving them up all game. And then Fant ran in behind in the deep end zone and. With the way that they were running their zone coverage, you had someone who was trying to be kind of like almost in underneath coverage on Lockett, and the other player was trapped in between Lockett and Fant. And typically, that's a good thing. You're going, okay, you get to cover both of them. But it's really hard to cover both Lockett and Fant. Fant is really fast for a tight end, and Lockett is just really good at finding kind of the soft spots in the zone and making himself open and available. And so I liked how it gave Geno Smith two really good options to read quickly to that side of the field in a situation where he was probably going to be seeing some pretty heavy pressure. So it was just a really nice play call to set Geno up for success. And then, like you said, for him to have the confidence to just kind of lip it in there right over the top of the the coverage underneath
0: was beautiful. Lobbing it up like that, the rainbow, like it's just such a beautiful throw. I was I was just. I was in love, so so yeah. Um, it's awesome. It's Just very. I was I was very impressed. I think the Seahawks offense is really humming. Like it, even in a game like this where there are there are some struggles because you know apparently our offense had the flu. Like this, that's a thing that was happening. But they went out there and they put on a, a pretty good performance and uh, and did enough to win. The offense is, is just keeps chugging along. It's a great. It's a great offense. I'm I'm very very happy.
2: Yeah, Lockett that. and DK carved him up. Like DK had that big touchdown. Lockett, nine catches uh, on eleven targets. Never forget, 128 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> um, he like he was making good runs after the catch. He was open in big situations. Um, that first down on third and ten, uh, on what ended up being the game winning drive was huge. I this was just a great game for both of them. Our wide receivers look like they could beat. And like the Rams defense is legit. Their offense is like dog water, but their defense is legit. And so beating their defense is I a mean, good thing. You saw Jalen Ramsey and, and, and Bobby Wagner out there, right?
0: Like, and then Bobby, Bobby Brown, he's making, he's making plays, man. He's a good, good football player. Well, so yeah, repetitive. they they definitely have, have, have dudes. Uh, all right. Next week, the Seahawks head to uh, back home. They're at home again. They, they head to Lumen field to face the Carolina Panthers who are really I hate to say it still in the thick of the playoff hunt because the NFC South is is dog is dog water. Uh, It is. I mean, they get to play the Buccaneers (laughs) again. And so they really only need to make up one game to, uh, to be right back in the hunt against the uh, stupid Tampa Bay Buccaneers. (laughs) Sam Donald, man, this, this could be a, this Kevin, this could be a classic look ahead, let down sandwich where we're looking ahead to San Francisco. We have a letdown from the. Um, I'm going to say that was probably an emotional win at Los Angeles. The way that we have played against the Rams the last million years, <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while since we've just really felt confident going into a Rams game like Back. that. So, so it's it's it, this is a, this is a trap. This is a trap game. This is as much of a trap game as the Seahawks um, could possibly have. They need to take Carolina very seriously. But that is something that Pete Carroll's good at, right? Is getting making sure his guys are ready to play. So I I like the matchup for us. I mean, what what's the line, Kevin? Do you have that?
2: Uh, I believe we're uh, minus three and a half.
0: So we're only three and a half point favorites. I think Vegas is no. Oh yeah, it opened at seven and has gone all the way down to four. I think Vegas knows. Like Carolina's going to this. Is, their season is on the line. If they lose this game, it makes their their road way too hard. Right? They got to get the win this week.
1: Okay, it's we, a must win for both teams here.
0: We we need to we need to keep winning as well. Yeah, exactly. Like to to stay in that that wildcard race. It's probably less important for us, but yeah, the the trap is priced in there. Be be careful. Don't fall into the trap. Uh <laughs> Seahawks. I um I like it. Carolina has some talented football players. Brian Burns, their defensive end is very very good. Um they have DJ Moore, who is a very good wide receiver, but at the end of the day, this is the 30th ranked TVOA offense. And they're starting they're Darnold our, and they are starting Darnold. Our defense, this is our defense needs to come out and be better than they were last week um, against the Rams offense that was ranked 27th in DVOA. Like they I don't think they should be allowing over 20 points to teams that are this bad. That's just my that's just one man's opinion. But like this defense is good enough that they should be able to shut down an offense that is this bad. So
2: Foreman and Hubbard for. worry me a little bit. Like Foreman and yeah, Hubbard are two running backs that could act that could do damage against us.
0: Deontay Foreman was uh, was a legit <laughs> prospect, and then he tore his Achilles and kind of disappeared into obscurity, and now he's back. He's back with a
1: vengeance. When well, and we've had so. bad running backs do damage against us, so this is... Yeah,
0: Cam Akers this week. Basically, can Speak, we... Speaking of, a, speaking a of Achilles injuries... Yeah, a
1: guy who's dead came back to get us. Uh, Tampa Bay hurt us when we didn't even need to focus on their running game. Um, can the Darnold have a bad game uh, in what, what I'm dubbing yes. the Eric Ronebeck revenge game? Because uh, I think one of the last games I went to was the Carolina game where Earl Thomas died uh, the first time he died. And um, it hurt my feelings a lot. Uh, Panthers hey, won. Producer Brett and I will be at this game. Oh, my goodness. This is your second game of the season, Kevin. Yes, is my first. No? Oh, OK. Yeah, well, I go, to, I I go
2: to one around birthday time because, like, honestly, watching from home is a lot easier. But I, I try to go to one game because uh, it's a really good excuse to go eat a really good sandwich. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's, that's it.
0: <laughs> It's, um, yeah, I got, I was like sick. I'm still sick, but I was sick on Sunday and I was, oh, someone asked me, you want to go to the game? I have extra ticket. And I was like, dang, that sounds fun. But I tried to get better instead and it didn't even work. So I should have just gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think, uh, let's do, let's do scores. Do you have any other Panthers thoughts? I mean, like the, what you should watch out for is Brian Burns. Like how, how do our rookie offensive tackles handle such a great, fantastic talent right that's that's going to be and it's a nice preview for how do we handle nick bosa the following week yeah okay so like that's something like that we should all be watching we should all be watching how to do, how does the offensive line handle um premier defensive end talent and then the other thing is like can we slow down a carolina panthers run game that by all rights we should be able to but we've seen our defense enough times to know that that's not just a, a gimme anymore
2: well, and can we get pressure on a quarterback where the offensive line is really solid, but the quarterback kind of generates their own pressure? Because um, we'll probably, again, have a pretty similar situation against the 49ers on Thursday.
0: All right. Uh, picks. Here we go.
1: I'm going to go Seahawks 31, uh, Panther 17. Eric. Seahawks have got to win. We're going to score quite a bit. Um, Weather well, should be good. Seahawks 36. Panthers 24. Way too high a score for the Panthers.
2: Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of running the football on the Carolina side, which is going to kind of bleed things away. We're not going to have as much uh, time of possession as we want. Um, so it'll be a little lower scoring, but maybe something like 28 20 Seahawks. I mean, we
0: said McVeigh is going to try to slow this game down, pay, run a lot of plays. And make it. And I mean, he the Rams had 29 minutes of possession last week. Carolina, Carolina should be watching that tape and trying to figure out like how can we hold on to the ball as much as the Rams did so we can keep it close, right? Not that because at the end of that game they had a chance, right? They had a chance to win because they kept it close. But you know, Gino, Gino with the two minute drill is too, too freaking good. So nothing you can do up. about that. Yeah, he's just got the clutch gene. All right. Well, there are many ways to support the Seahawks Nest podcast. The best way to do so, head over to patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest. And for as little as $1.24 a month, join the the following. Join the Patreon or join the Discord. Come hang out with us. Talk to us. Um, thank you to Emmanuel, Andy, Brett, Cooper, Do It All for the 2G, Evan, Phyloctomus, Gavin, Greta, James, Jost, Josh, Lucas, Raddad, Nikki C, Ryan, Timothy, Astro, Blake, Bob, Casey, David, Foles, Jay, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Richard, Thomas, Brandon, and Nick. Uh, if uh and then we have more rejected credit cards man like we're down to 67 now and no one and no one left no one no one's quitting because it sends me like a little like a little email that's like hey this is this person said this is why they left when uh, someone like cancels their patreon and it's always like you know it says something like oh my financial situation changed and i'm like oh man good looking out i hope you're I hope you're well you know but then these ones it's just like yeah it's decline i have this list of 22 decline credit cards and then i just feel like guilty like i'm like i'm not going to email these people I don't want to bother them but if you're listening right now check your patreon status make sure you're uh make sure you're still uh if you want to donate you can uh put some money in the in the hopper i can buy a stream deck so i can do more of these you know more like um i don't know wait wait This one? <laughs> you gotta get a, a burman in there <laughs>
2: oh
0: wait how about this one alarm oh my god <laughs> okay <laughs> So um, yeah, that's the I love that Marshawn clip just from high school, just from high school. All right, so we wanted to do we're gonna do some Christmas movie stuff for this month and also Glass Onion um, this month, but but we're we're gonna start we're gonna start off with a Christmas movie and me and Eric we're talking about like a, the most underrated Christmas movie, and we we ag- we agreed. Um, so yeah, we agreed that this isn't also underrated between Kevin was like I've not watched it in too long, so we want to talk about. The classic 1996. This is like peak Arnold time, right? Like Arnold is hotter than the sun in 1996. Right. Wouldn't you
1: agree, Eric? Yeah. I mean, this was. What eraser came out uh ninety six and it was true, received True lies well. is like
0: ninety true lies is like ninety four, right?
1: Ninety five, something uh, like that, yeah. Yeah, ninety four yeah, action hero junior ninety three. Well junior junior was terrible, but he could do no wrong. That's how uh, going how, how into Batman
2: realized. and Robin, where they uh literally like ruined a role just to be able to bench him in the movie because he was such a hot commodity. <laughs>
0: What accurate. what's the best what's the best ice uh, uh Mr Freeze line that from Arnold
1: Eric. Ice cubes go in the freezer. <laughs> that's not Agre- what he agreed. says,
0: but that's that yeah, works. That's what he says. That's yeah. what he says. Um. All right. So, and we're gonna talk about 1996 classic Jingle All the Way. Um. Arnold plays a, a person named Howard Langston, which I think is the most unrealistic name <laughs> for for the way he talks. Can you even imagine a guy that talks like Arnold Schwarzenegger being named Howard Langston? He's, I love.
2: I, I love that. That's what you're giving the suspension of disbelief issues with in this movie. <laughs> Howard Langston.
1: He's uh um, He's basically someone who was, uh, you know, uh, moved around via we got, the Shoah Foundation.
2: You and know that. You know the big problem with it, right? Is what? that you know darn well that he can't say Howard Langston correctly. <laughs> probably
0: not but he can't but he can but he can say the names of all the reindeer in one of the best parts of the movie (laughs) he tries to win a turbo man doll on the radio show by saying all the names of the the, the reindeer and um the way he says it is like and it's like oh my gosh this is like how many times do you think he practiced that just like in his trailer was he just sitting there saying it over and over and over again um so I don't know. I loved I loved that so so much. Um. Anyway, Jake Lloyd. We got Jake Lloyd pre Anakin. This is like um. He's pre uh, pre Star Wars Jake Lloyd. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. He's the kid that uh that that uh Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to impress. Uh. Phil Hartman and Sinbad both in like um just just wonderful roles. Rita Wilson also as uh Liz Langston.
2: The always lovely Martin Mole and uh uh Jim Belushi doing Jim Belushi things.
0: Yeah, he's a mall Santa in this movie. He's so there's like okay,
2: let me explain Vern this. Santa. Gorman, yeah.
0: Let me explain this Santa's thing. He goes to like some kind of weird warehouse. No,
1: no, 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 no. This. Oh no, this. I got to set Santa. this up. I got to set this up. Okay, he, go ahead. You set it up. He needs. He's so. He's he needs a Turbo Man for his child because he's an awful father. Oh yeah. And he has not thought about Christmas until Christmas Eve, and so uh, he was supposed to get this this Turbo Man doll. You know, but all he like can find all I can find ago, is booster. Yeah, which a booster, Great jo- booster. Great
0: running, great running gag, by the way. Booster just being booster just sucks. Yeah,
1: everyone, everyone hates the sidekick. Everyone hates the the Jar Jar Binks S character. And so uh someone says, Hey, uh, this Santa goes, ah, you you need a turbo man. Well, I can get you one. And he goes to the secret warehouse, and it's like a uh a bootleg toy operation.
0: Run by Mall Santas. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like a bootleg bootleg santa factory or
1: bootleg toy factory bootleg, run by Mal a
2: bootleg north pole run by mall santa's got it how he course... gets
1: out of this is one of the most amazing things ever Do you remember all right tell,
0: tell the people tell the people okay so I'm sorry i was i'm coughing I'm, so that's why I'm i <laughs> muted. if
1: you're gonna if you were gonna lead so uh the cops come down to shut this operation down after uh, the big show and arnold get into a fight um and and so Uh arnold is running for his life he can't find anything and in the bootleg toy stash he finds fake like toy police badges and he grabs one and he pretends he's a he's a federal agent uh by announcing this is the sloppiest bust i've ever seen
0: and uh (laughs)
1: He just, uh, you know, he gets (laughs) out of it that way.
0: (laughs) Paul White credited as huge
2: Huge Santa. Santa. Yes, that's so good.
0: In this movie, by the way. Um,
2: Uh, By the way, I know know that this is supposed to be like you haven't convinced me, but at the same point in time, I'm cheering on your attempts because I have come around to the concept. It is. What I thought as a kid was just like a schlocky movie might have been like the best stealth essay on Christmas capitalism ever. Yeah, so my...
0: So a guy we both know, Eric, his name's Hirsch. Uh, he wrote like a like a review on on Letterboxd about this movie, and I think it's like really telling about like that, like how you like this movie is stupid, but you can like take it. He says, it says, a scathing indictment of forced holiday demand consumerism that lays bare the harsh reality wherein parents required to work long hours away from their loved ones just to sustain any illusion of a reasonable standard of living, otherwise left to fight each other over plastic baubles to fill the holes their familial <laughs> absence has left in their children's hearts. And I mean, it's like, it's true. Like he, he has to like literally fight and he's not, fight. he's fighting against Sinbad.
2: Yep.
0: <laughs> Sinbad plays Myron Larrabee, a post office worker who's also trying to get a Turbo Man. And um, man, there's okay. There's a he makes a fake bomb threat. Sinbad in this movie, then an actual post office bomb explodes, and it's never talked about. <laughs> that, that, that 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 never comes up again. It's and not only like, does oh, it
1: does it explode, but it blows up with a uh, basically a bunch of cops are in the radio yep. station, and it blows up there. They only get you know uh, fuzzy hair and. Basically sit on their face. Dude, the but.
2: duck season, rapid season interactions between those two characters are amazing. I want to say that the the Phil
0: the Phil Hartman in <laughs> in Arnold's house eating the cookies and talking to him on the phone about how good the cookies are. His wife's Arnold cookies. Just Oh, I what, love man. your wife's cookies. And just womanizer Phil Hartman is the is a, <laughs> such a fun funny idea for a character I would never have thought of. I would never have been like Hey, yeah, let's do womanizer Phil Hartman. That's
2: uh, that that's is an cool. SNL character that uh, did not get as much traction as other ones. Yeah. And it's so funny. And he and then he, Arnold
0: is yelling at him the best. Put that cookie down now. <laughs>
1: <Just> <laughs> so good.
0: Just a classic. Uh, I, I, I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's there's so much crazy stuff that happens in this movie, too, with him putting on the Iron Man suit and flying around. And- <laughs> Turbo Man, Turbo Man. He is turbo man. Yeah. It's even better than getting your son a turbo man is to mug the
2: real turbo man and then become turbo man. Um, I yeah, love the, uh, this particular review, Arnold Schwarzenegger's bad parenting made Jake Lloyd grow up to be Darth Vader.
0: Oh, what about three and a what half about, stars? He got, he got, he got two, he got two. Um, just, yeah, this, this is uh, it's like people, people will bag on this movie, but it's, it's good. It's, it's, It's a three it's a three star Christmas classic. Like if if you like if you like a Christmas story and hate this movie, I would question everything about you. Like it's just like this movie has perfect, like ridiculous, over the top Christmas vibes. It's it's a it's 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 really good. I think it's a 90 lens on it. It's a 90s family film. Like this is what 90s family films were like and if you look back at it with like a nostalgic lens instead of a crit- like overly critical one you're going to at the end of it you're going to say, "Well, that's like a three-star and there were some hilarious moments in this movie, like just ridiculous and there's real consumerism satire." Also, so,
2: 89 minutes.
0: I feel like oh, yeah, that the, needs
2: to be stated. Under a, 90 this minutes. This is
0: the smallest commitment. Do you want to know the other movies that the director has directed? So many like crappy up. kids movies. That you that you <laughs> think about the Flintstones live action movie, Ooh. Beethoven. Wait, did okay. he get called back for Viva Rock Vegas? Or are are we are yes he did. Are we there yet? <laughs> uh, Spy next door and Snow Dogs. So he's, um, and then
1: he's been directing recently. And then of course he did Problem Drow, too,
0: a Christmas Story too. Also, oh god, so, yeah, um, which is the one with Daniel Stern. Or maybe is Daniel Stern in both the Christmas Story movies? I don't no, know. just the second one. I'm just joking. I know, I know. It'd be funny if he was in the first one. Daniel's why would Daniel Stern? be? Daniel Stern, man, uh, we got to do Home Alone 2. I, I think, I think I want to do like a, like a. I think that's what we should do. Redemption arcs for Halloween movies that people are for Halloween for Christmas movies that people bag on. Home Alone two is great. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. So there's a lot of murder in that movie, and it it's exactly. my favorite Christmas murder. Yeah, it's and it be, okay. Anyway, uh yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I think I, I think that we've uh we've we've sold it now and um So Nathan, I go, only have one question lay, left. Lay down on the bed and cough for an hour. Uh What's up?
2: what were the names of the Rangers again?
0: Okay, it was uh Dasha Dance and Boots I don't know. All right, there we go. That's, <laughs> that's another ten, to, Perfect. Just try to try to do it as fast pretty as perfect. I could. Um all right, for uh for Kevin, for Eric. We will see y'all next week. Go hot